Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Coach Ryan, and I'm here this week to talk about something a little more lighthearted than last week. Last week, we talked about the wounded versus higher self. And that's, um, if you haven't listened to it, by the way, I really, really think you should, because I think that getting that down could be the exact thing you need to move your life forward and to reach the goals that you desire. But it's a little heavy, you know, like thinking about your wounded self is actually a little emotional. It can get heavy. So this week, let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. I wanted to follow up with something that um, is important. Definitely, definitely important, but not so emotional. So this week, we're going to be talking about ways you can sneak in more movement into your day without breaking a sweat. So, okay, what is what is movement? What do I mean by that? Um, well, you know that moving your body, I, I know you know this because if you're here listening, you already have an inclination that it's important to move. But you know, moving your body is really important. Exercise is really important. But I think what a lot of people misunderstand or think about maybe incorrectly is they are thinking, a lot of people think that they need to be working out like joining a class, having a trainer, running, um, biking, you know, lifting heavy weights, doing like they, some people misunderstand and think that they need to be doing that kind of movement all the time, which it's all good stuff. I'm totally for it. But what people don't understand is that just moving your body is critical to your overall health. So movement itself does not necessarily mean, it can, but it doesn't necessarily mean doing a purposeful or hardcore structured workout. It just means actually like moving your your body. Like that's it. So movement, movement is that. It's standing, it's walking, it's taking the stairs, it's um, sitting up, straight, like sitting up tall. It's using your abdominals to sit up tall. Like all of anything you need to do to move your body and use muscles to do that is movement. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, lifting heavy weights or running a 5k. So I hear from people all the time that I'll be like asking them about their exercise routine or their movement. And they're like, well, I know I need to run. I know I need to be a runner to lose weight and to get fit. And I'm like, well, wait, what? Who says? Like, who says you have to be a runner? Like, that's just ridiculous. It's not. It's not true. You don't have to run. You don't have to do boot camp. You don't have to do spin classes. You don't have to get on an elliptical. There are so many ways you can move your body and get fit. But so today we're going to focus more on just movement in general, not specific um, structured workouts. Okay. So exercise, I like to call it like movement versus exercise, okay? Movement 
is exercising your body, but movement is more like just simple things that, you know, you don't have to sweat. You're just moving your body. And then exercise is more like structured, purposeful exercise. So that's kind of how I determine the two different things. So anyway, I was thinking about this and I started wondering to myself, you know, who declared that we as humans need to get 10,000 steps a day to be considered fit. So I'm sure you've probably heard that, that everybody's goal should be 10,000 steps a day. Okay. And we all have these fitness trackers, you know, Apple Watch or Fitbit or what is our Garmin? And there's a bunch of other ones. And even phones have apps now to track your steps and to watch your movement. And I love that. I love it. Okay. Now, if you don't have one, that's okay too. You can still just try to get more movement. But if you do have a tracker, you know, I hear again from people all the time saying, gosh, like there's no way I can get 10,000 steps. I, you know, why do I even bother? And I'm like, well, because any steps is better than no steps. So anyway, who declared that we need to get 10,000 steps a day, right? That's a question that I wanted to know. And I also wanted to know, so I've been researching this more, is like, do you have to get in 10,000 steps to be considered healthy? Okay. I already know the answer to that, but I looked up anyway. So anyway, where did the 10,000 steps come from? I thought this was really interesting. It didn't come from a doctor. It didn't come from a group of scientists that declared 10,000 steps being the most amazing thing that's going to make you most fit. Nope. Nope. It sure did not. It actually appears to have started as a marketing strategy by a Japanese pedometer company in the 1960s. Okay, so this 10,000 deals for steps has been around since the 1960s. So the company that makes the pedometers, its product seems to have been named the 10,000 step meter. Okay, that's the name of the of the pedometer. And the reason it got the name 10,000 step is because the Japanese character for 10,000 looks like a person walking, okay? It caught on and it became the fitness goal for many people. And so I'm guilty. I'm so guilty of this because I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I decided to look it up. And here's the other thing, you know, as fitness professionals, and I bet I can speak for a lot of other trainers and group fitness instructors and nutritionists, you know, we hear from the people above us, meaning our certifications, meaning the information we read. And I got to tell you, a lot of my information that I've read says 10,000 steps should be the goal to be fit. And this is even from really good companies that I, you know, study under. So anyway, I think it's hilarious, actually, that just some company who obviously wanted to sell their their product decided to name it 10,000 Steps because of the character looking like a person walking. It's actually very clever, but it's also pretty cool that it caught on into the world. So here's the deal. Does everyone have to get in 10,000 Steps a day to be considered healthy? No. I mean, in fact, it's sheer ridiculous to think that everyone should get get in 10,000 Steps. So not everyone is actually able physically to do this. Some people are in wheelchairs. I mean, they're not getting in steps, but I know a lot of people. Well, actually, that's not a true statement. I don't personally know a lot of people in wheelchairs wheelchairs that are like fit, but you see them on TV all the time. I've read books about them. 
So that can't be true, right? If they can't even get steps and they're fit, then that's already totally voids out that study. But some people, um, let's say older people that maybe have a hard time with balance and they need walkers, it would be really tough for them to get in 10,000 steps and not be safe, right? So to say everyone needs to get in 10,000 steps a day to be fit is not really a good or safe goal. So the real goal needs to be to get in as many steps or movement, not exactly specifically steps, right? As much movement as possible each day so that you feel energized and mobile, okay? So uh, first of all, um, I would love to hear from you guys if you thought that was an interesting fact about the 10,000 steps where it came from, I think that is really funny. And I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't know that until now, but I'm really, really glad I looked into it. So there was also another study done. Um, The study was published in JAMA. I think you just say JAMA, but it's J-A-M-A. And the authors found that for people who are sedentary, Even a modest increase in daily physical activity will give them significant health benefits. Okay. Elderly women who walked 4,400 steps, so 4,400 steps per day, had a significantly lower premature mortality rate compared to women who walked less than 4,000 steps a day. Okay. So, you know, so here we are saying women who walked 4,400 steps per day lived longer than the people who walked less. Well, they weren't walking 10,000 steps, but they still had a big improvement in their health. So all of this kind of debunks the 10,000 steps, okay? So no, there you go. You don't have to get in 10,000 steps a day to be fit. But if you're able to get in 10,000 steps, I'm not gonna stop you, (laughs) okay? I mean, here's my thought on it. The more you move, probably the more steps you're gonna get, right? Unless you're not stepping unless you're like I said if you're like in a wheelchair or you're something you can still get movement in but you're probably not going to get steps in right but the more you move the more you walk the more you stand the more you pace the more you grocery store go to the grocery store the more you clean the more you do all these things the more steps you're going to rack up pretty quickly actually and so the more steps you have that's going to indicate an active day which an active day indicates a more fit healthy happy person Okay. So for me personally, I aim to get eight to 12,000 steps a day. But being completely honest with you, I don't really watch my step tracker like a hawk. Okay. I don't really sit around and be like, oh my gosh, how many steps did I get? Oh my gosh, I got to go. I, I need more steps. I need more steps. I need more steps. I don't feel like that. I'm not obsessed with it. But I do, um, I do try to notice it. I try to keep it in my brain to just keep an eye on it once in a while. So I'll just do my thing. You know, I'll just go through my day, my regular activity. And if in the afternoon I check my steps, just like maybe I'll check around like three or four. If my steps are low, then I just get up and I move. I make a point to either go for another walk or, you know, if it's raining or something, I'll go jump on my treadmill just at a really slow pace. Um, Sometimes I'll just walk around the house. I'll play at the dog, whatever it is. So I'm not like totally obsessed and like counting every step, every moment of the day. Like that's just, that would be silly, but I prefer to be more active. And I notice on the days that I'm doing like things like writing my podcast or writing out programs for clients or talking on the phone to clients, on those days, 
I tend to have lower steps. Oh, and the days that I teach cycle classes. So on the cycle class days, my steps are definitely, definitely lower. Um, So in order to change this, I've started standing during client calls. And so let's say I, I put on my AirPods for my client calls and I have my computer out ready to make notes. And while they're talking or I'm talking and I'm not needing to take down notes, I walk around. I just kind of pace around. Sometimes it's around my whole house. Sometimes it's just back and forth in my office. And sometimes I just stand and kind of march in place. Like it's no big deal. I'm able to pay attention. In fact, I notice I pay attention more if I'm, if I'm moving a little bit. So that might just be me, but that's something to try. So anyway, the other thing is I've also incorporated an hourly movement or like break time. I'm, I really started this because I was getting um, stale, like in my head, my brain. And every time I would be trying to write something or think something, I love to be creative and come up with like programs and plans. And I like writing. So I do a lot of writing. And when I can't think of another word, that's a hint to me that I need a break. So I originally started taking an hourly break to get up and move around just simply for my productivity, for my brain. But a funny little habit or a little thing happened with this is I noticed my steps have been increasing by the end of the day simply by getting up every hour and either even just standing and kind of moving around I've increased my steps just naturally, okay? So, and I'd mentioned that on the days I teach a cycle class, um, you know, I don't get as many steps because I know that for at least 40 to 50 minutes, I'm sitting on a bike. And even though I'm not getting steps, I know that I'm working pretty intensely. And so those, you know, it doesn't work towards my step goal, but I know that I'm getting a lot of activity then. So on those days that I teach cycle classes, I give myself a little, you know, break if I don't hit the goal of steps that I was hoping for. So no big deal. So that leads me to say that many people who work out at the gym or do a workout video or whatever, go to boot camp, you know, work it on their own, whatever, they tend to move less throughout the rest of the day. Okay, this could be because they assume the intense workout they did for 30 to 60 minutes is sufficient. But research is showing that it's actually better to get in more movement throughout the whole day than just to have one hour of intensity. So, So with that being said, even for me on my cycle days, I try really hard to at least get in one good walk, even if it's 15 minutes, okay? Or I try to get a few like short walks throughout the day or little movement breaks because I know that me just doing that 40-minute hardcore cycle class is not really sufficient. I mean, okay, it's sufficient from a workout standpoint. However, it's not getting my daily movement in. So I do try really hard on those days to make sure I'm at least standing more or getting little walks or one like dog walk. So the whole reason I even started thinking about doing a whole episode on this is because I have a brother whom I've mentioned multiple times that is pretty hardcore at everything. Okay. He's not going to do it unless he's going to do it 110%. (laughs) In fact, this is all my brothers, but, uh, and me, but he takes it overboard sometimes. So he is currently doing a step challenge right now. I mean, of course he is. He's always doing something that's like a challenge or like something to push himself, 
because that's who he is. So when I was with him over Thanksgiving, he wanted to walk a lot. And he always does, but he especially wanted to walk a lot. And after each walk, we would all stop and compare how many steps we got on the walk. And I got to tell you, I was always getting more than him. And it's a simple reason. It's because I'm shorter than him. And I take more steps than him, even going the same distance. Okay. So this is just another fact that shows setting a single goal for the entire population is just not appropriate. Okay. So me walking, let's say 5,000 steps was like, he got like 1,500 less than me in the same distance. So how is it fair to say that, you know, if I get to 10,000 and he's at like 8,000, then I'm not more fit than him. We're equal and, you know, we've equaled the same distance, everything, but because his steps are longer, then he has less steps. So that again, is just another reason that saying you need to get 10,000 steps a day just really isn't, um, you know, right. It's not appropriate. Okay. So if you feel bad about yourself for not getting in 10,000 steps, just stop it. Okay. There is no reason to feel bad or unsuccessful. Just set a better, more attainable goal for yourself. So I always recommend to my clients who ask me about it to track their steps for just a few days. So, and this, by the way, this isn't like something I do with all my clients. I don't set step goals for my clients. I literally listen to my clients, figure out what their goal is, and then we work around some actions to help them reach their goal. But some people really do want their step goal. They really, it's really important to them. So if somebody were to ask me about it, this is what I would suggest to them. I would say, all right, track your steps for just a few days and then see what the average is among those days and then decide what's a good goal. So for example, let's say that you track your steps for a few days and find that you're getting about 3,000 steps. Okay. You could say, all right, I'm going to try to get 4,000 steps this week. Okay. And then once you hit that, or if it's too easy, you can say, all right, well, I'm going to up it to 5,000 steps a day. So as you start to pay attention to your movement and activity, you may notice that your steps actually add up very quickly, especially if you're paying attention and noticing how often you're sitting and then just change it just a little bit, just a little change in your activity is going to really pump up those steps. Okay. So I got to tell you, I did an experiment today (laughs) in preparation for this. I thought, okay, I want to give you some data you know? And so here's what I did. I tracked my steps doing various things. Okay. First up, I tracked to see how many steps I get while training my personal training clients on a 30 minute Zoom call. Okay. So let me set the the tone for you here. I meet two ladies Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9am to personal train them via Zoom. And we started this over COVID. And honestly, it was so convenient and great for them that we've just stuck with it. So I don't do this anymore with anyone else. But during this session, I mostly just stand there, okay? But I do demonstrate some of the moves and occasionally I participate in like the warm-up, which includes marching in place, knee lifts, uh, some leg curls and light squats. So today during our 30-minute session, I got in 980 steps. So just shy of a thousand. And you know what? In 30 minutes, that's not really a ton, but it's a lot more than if I was just sitting there, right? And by the way, I would never just sit there while you're working out. If I'm training somebody, I'm not going to be sitting. 
And by the way, if your trainer ever sits or is on their phone, fire them. <laughs> okay. You need to be, um, they need to pay attention to you, but that's way beside the point. So 980 steps to, I was just standing there. Okay. Basically. I mean, I think I did march a few times, but we did a lot of arm movements and twists and things like that. So, but that's almost a thousand steps. Then my second um, experiment was, well, I was going to walk my dog anyway, but I walked my dog for about 1.2 miles. So just around my neighborhood. And I got to tell you, this walk was for him. It wasn't for me. So what I mean is that I let him sniff all the bushes and watch the squirrels. It definitely was not a power walk. It was kind of like walk, like slow, fast, slow, fast. So it was like a stroll when he's sniffing. And then occasionally he would like burst, you know, like try to run off to catch a squirrel because there's a lot of squirrels today. But anyway, so it was like little bursts of motion. But when the dog, you know, when he wanted to chase something, I would like run maybe a little bit. But overall, long story short, I got in 2,440 steps and it took me about 27 minutes. Okay. 2,440 steps. Great. Then, all right. So I, I lifted weights actually after that. And then I did a little bit of work and then I was like, okay, it's, it was time for a break. And I thought, all right, I'm going to see how long it takes me to get in 700 steps. Okay. And I'll tell you why I chose 700 in, in a minute, but I'll, I'll come back to that. So I decided to start a timer and just march in place at a moderate pace and see when I hit 700 steps. It took me six minutes and 37 seconds. Okay. To get 700 steps. So I, in 30 minutes, when I was training my clients, I got 980, but I wasn't marching in place. I wasn't moving the whole time. It was a lot of standing, but in six minutes and 37 seconds, I was able to get 700 steps. Okay. So it just shows you how the pace is different. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to come back and tell you why 700 in a second. And then finally, my last experiment was I wanted to test how many steps I could get in dancing to one song. Okay. I chose a song that was three minutes and 22 seconds. I danced to Dua Lipa's Levitating, one of my favorite songs. And I got in 289 steps. Okay. I got to admit, I was a little disappointed because I was trying to, I was trying to move it, you know? Um, and, but that's not really bad. 289 steps. I really thought it would be more to be honest, but it could have been the style of dance I was doing. Anyway, it wasn't bad. And honestly, it was fun. Okay. And it was definitely better than just sitting around on, on my, you know, patootie. All right. So that's already 4,399 steps today. Okay at the time of recording now. So I just finished all those things a little while ago. And and actually I have more steps than that because, you know, I've been walking around the house doing my own workout with weights and I've also walked up and down the stairs to my office a couple times. But the purposeful movement is um I was, you know, around 4000 steps and I still have many hours left. So I told you though a few minutes ago that I would explain why I wanted to see how long it would take me to get 700 steps. Well, here's why. I decided I wanted to see how many steps I would need to get each hour of my day. Okay. So let me explain. I took the number of hours I am awake in a day and that's about 15 hours. So that's like 630 to 930. Okay. But the first hour of my day and the last hour of my day 
or not very active at all. So I settled on 14 hours. I took off an hour. Then I took 10,000 steps and divided it by the 14 hours to get 714 steps per hour. So I just rounded it down actually to 700. So if I get 700 steps an hour, I'm going to hit my 10,000 goal, my 10,000 step goal, if that was my goal. Okay. I know earlier I told you my goal is eight to 12,000 steps. So I know that if I get 700 steps an hour, I'm definitely going to beat that 8,000 and probably get 10,000. Okay. So you can do the exact same thing. Decide what your step goal is and then divide it by the number of hours you're planning to be mobile. Then midday, you can check in and see if you're on track for your step goal. And if you're not, you can just work on it, right? You can just move more. So I would love to hear if you try that. Um, All right. Well, here are my tips for getting in more steps and or movement without sweating. And I've already told you a lot of tips kind of along the way. But here we go. The first one is just schedule in getting up every hour on the hour or it could be on the half hour or the quarter hour, whatever, but get up every hour and just march in place or walk and pace around your house or office for just five minutes, okay? This has so many benefits. First, you'll get in more steps, okay? So remember in six and a half minutes, I got 700. So I'm saying you could probably get four to 500 steps, okay, in five minutes. And if you did that every hour, that's gonna rack up some steps, right? So So you're going to get in more steps. You're going to stretch out your glutes, okay, your butt, your hamstrings, the back of your legs, and your low back from sitting. You're just going to feel better. And it's going to increase your happy hormones, which will help you, okay, get in a better mood or stay in a better mood. And then finally, it'll help keep your blood sugar stabilized. Movement is really good for stabilizing blood sugar, okay? So getting up every hour for five minutes to move around knocks out so many things. Okay. And I promise you'll just feel better. Okay. And be more productive too. Now, the second tip is dance. Okay. When I did my experiment, I actually didn't really feel like dancing, you know, but I told myself I wanted to get that done so I could talk about it on here. (laughs) But when I finished dancing, I was actually feeling really peppy and happy and kind of wanted to keep dancing. Truthfully, I would have, but Brian came downstairs and I felt stupid. So I was like, oh, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, nothing. Just listening to music. <laughs> I was like kind of embarrassed. I don't know why, but I was. Um, so anyway, this energized me and got my brain into a more focused and creative space. Okay. Now I've done this before. I have like little dance breaks but I never tracked my steps doing it, okay? So that is a great way to get in movement and you don't have to sweat, okay? Just moving around, even if you just kind of step tap to the music, you're still getting movement, so pretty cool. All right, a third tip is get in one good daily walk. One, just one good walk, okay? It doesn't have to be intense or fast, just move forward, Okay. Or, or heck, you could go backwards if you want. I mean, that might look a little funny walking down your street backwards, but it would be challenging for sure. <laughs> so anyway, this one walk is going to burn some calories. It's going to reduce stress and help you get your body more mobile. Okay. Sitting too much makes us crunchy and stiff. So, you know, if you move more, you're going to loosen up and it's going to help you loosen up both physically, your body and mentally. Okay. Especially if you're grumpy, go for a walk. I promise it helps you. My fourth tip is just stand more. 
So if possible, get or make a stand-up desk. Just by standing more, you'll automatically get in more movement. And standing alone works your body more than you think. Just ask a hairdresser. Have you ever talked to your hairdresser and they're like, oh my gosh, my feet are killing me. I've been standing all day. Um, Or nurses, okay, or teachers. There's a lot of like professions that just have to stand all day. Okay, that they're getting more movement than they realize. And then my fifth tip, it's not very exciting, but is just find ways to move more. Okay, these are these are obvious things you've been told forever. Like take the stairs more often instead of the elevator. Okay. Oh, I got to say this. I just thought of something. One of my clients um, at the retreat, she said to us, she said, well, I just decided that I'm the kind of person that takes the stairs. I don't take the elevator. I'm, I just decided that that's who I am and that's what I do. And she does it. I mean, how cool is that mindset there? That is like amazing. She's like, I just decided that's who I am and that's what I do. So you can do the same thing. You can decide that you're the kind of person that takes the stairs. You can decide that you're the kind of person that walks more. You're the kind of person that gets more steps every day, right? You just have to decide, okay? Wow, that was an extra tip, by the way. Um, So anyway, if you have stairs at your house, why not just go up and down them a couple times a day just for the movement? It's also a great way to build your leg strength, okay? Um, Other ways to move more are parking further away, you know, park further away when you go to Target instead of driving up and down the aisles to find the closest parking spot. Uh Do you do that? Uh Uh-huh. I think we all just have this tendency to think we're winning if we get the front row, but actually we're not because the further you park out, the more you have to walk, you're actually going to win by getting more steps. So just saying, Um, maybe carry your groceries into the house one bag at a time instead of trying to figure out how to hang each bag on your fingers, right? And use your arms. And then you're kind of like dragging everything in one trip. Again, I used to think I was so awesome if I could get all the bags in in one trip. But actually, lately, I enjoy taking more trips. It doesn't hurt my hands as much. And I'm just getting more steps. Okay. Another way to get more movement is clean your house more often. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm not going to do this one. I'll just tell you that right now. I do not clean. (laughs) I mean, I like to have a clean house, but I'm not going to do it. Fortunately, I have a husband who is obsessive about cleaning. I mean, what a win-win, you know? But anyway, you can get a lot of steps vacuuming, dusting, carrying laundry to the laundry room. I mean, I don't really do that, but you could. You could if you wanted to. And any of these daily movements can totally improve your health and none of them require a gym membership or a diet plan. So pretty cool, right? So, you know, just move. Move your body more. As I get older, I'm seeing that all that hardcore workouts that I used to do, they really weren't as helpful as I thought. I just loved it. I loved the burning muscles. I loved the sweat. And and I still kind of, I still do. I mean, I'm, I really do. But I'm in about the same shape now as I was 10 years ago. And I do a lot less intense workouts. I mean, a lot less. And in fact, I think part of the reason I've stayed in pretty good shape is because I let my body recover and I use active recovery now. So active recovery are all the things we're talking about. It's leisure walking, it's dancing, it's standing, it's pacing. And these are key to keeping your body strong and resilient. 
So just be more mindful of your movement altogether. If it's been more than an hour of sitting, be sure to get up and walk around. And if you're someone who has a hard time with walking due to maybe to an injury or to chronic illness, you can move more by using your arms, you know, sitting in your chair, sit up tall, pump your arms up and down or punch or do arm circles. Also sitting in a chair, you can march your feet, you know, just march your feet on the floor. Um, And if you just are standing, you can stand and do knee lifts or do some torso twists. Just move your body. Okay. It doesn't have to equate steps on your fitness tracker. Just move. So I'm almost done here, but I would love the analogy about water. So our body is made up mostly of water, about 85%. So you can compare a non-active human body to a pond. A pond is not moving. So it gets stinky and moldy and stale. Okay. And if you compare a human body to a river, the river is alive, fresh, and energetic. So which would you rather be, a raging river or a stale fishing pond? Something to think about. People that move more are going to be more like a raging river. Okay. Okay. That is all I have for you guys today. I hope that this is helpful when thinking about your movement or your daily steps. And I'm curious and a little nosy, but I would love to know what your average daily steps are if you track that. And I also would like to know from you if you're going to increase your steps or how you're going to improve or increase your movement. And last thing, I have to brag about my awesome club BFF. We are really just getting started. So the content is just building up. And it's so exciting because anyone that joins is going to have any content that they have not had before. All of it's going to be there. So my November content will stay there. And then in December, it'll stay. And then January. So anybody that joins anytime is going to have all of the information at their fingertips. And it's awesome. In November, we focused on awareness because without awareness, it's very hard to reach goals. In December, we're focusing on planning ahead and I'll be sharing my weekly menus and helping my members stay motivated to plan their meals and to schedule in their exercise. So if you think it would be helpful to be a part of this sisterhood, please consider joining. It's awesome. And it's a great way to have a coach at your fingertips at an incredibly reduced rate. So I hope to see you in the club soon. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.